The government's books are now open and the big news, that deficit, 9.7 billion, half of the Treasury forecast. Tax revenue better than expected and expenses, crown expenses, nearly 4 billion below forecast. The Finance Minister is Grant Robertson. He's with us this morning. Good morning. Morning, Tim. You sent out an email saying there's a lot to be optimistic about. What would that be? Well, that's the fact that New Zealanders have worked pretty hard over the last couple of years to get through COVID, and we've managed to do that in better position than most. Um, We've got very low levels of net debt. Uh, We've got unemployment at record low levels. Uh, We've had reasonable economic growth over the the full period of COVID, about 5% compared to pre-COVID. And now we have these government books that show that we've come through with a deficit, but a deficit that's considerably lower than been expected. And that's largely because um, companies have done well, people have earned more money and more people have been in work. Yeah, and the government is uh, now taking up a massive chunk of GDP. What is it, 39 in government revenues, but you spend more than you get, 42%. Yeah, look, they're the, they're at the, they're the full um, suite of expenses, not just the core government ones, but ones that state-owned enterprises and others do, which, which we don't really control. The measure that we use to compare across history is core uh, government expenses. That is at 35% of GDP. When National were coming out of the GFC, it was around about 34. So this is what happens when governments need to do emergency spending, like the wage subsidy scheme and those other business supports. What we also know is that that starts to track down from this year and we get back to around 30% of GDP. And actually, Tim, I, I put a graph up during the presentation yesterday to show that if you took that COVID emergency response out of our expenditure, we're tracking around about that 30% of GDP level, which is pretty consistent for New Zealand. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, crikey, uh, 19 billion forecast, 9.8 the actual. Aren't they doing well? Uh, but the the actual number that that's the Obergon number. The actual number is is quite a lot of money, isn't it? Seventeen billion. Well, again, um, what we measure is is the Obergon stands for operating balance excluding gains and losses. And you know you need to be able to look through some of the volatility of the investment funds that the government has to look at what we're really doing in terms of of where we are on surplus or deficit. And that that is it a deficit of $9 billion. That's significantly better than was expected, and that is because we have seen company profits be strong. We have seen more people in work and, you know, therefore more people paying taxes and so on, and, and our expenditure was a little lower than we expected because we didn't need to do all of the COVID expenditure. So using that consistent Obergale measure, we can certainly say it's better, but, you know, to my accept the fact, we still have a deficit, and that's the reason why we need to be careful about this. It's not the time to say things were better than we expected so let's, let's do tax cuts for the wealthiest. All right, this, and, is a time, this is a time to consolidate on what we've done. Fair enough. And the similar kind of conjuring trick when it comes to calculating net debt, uh, 61, just short of $62 billion, But in terms of real money, money we've got to pay interest on, it's 140 odd, isn't it? Well, again, again um, we but use it, measures it, that... That's true, isn't it? That's a fact. Well, the, the, that's the money we've got to pay interest on. 
Well, no. What we have to pay interest on is the money that we actually borrow. That, what we do is measure ourselves consistently against the rest of the world. Um, we have a measure called net debt, which actually tells us what we owe, and it's net figure, so it also yeah. includes our assets. We've previously used a measure called net core crown debt that didn't take into account those assets. Um, our borrowing costs, if that's the, the concern you've got, are historically still very low. And again, they're kept low because the likes of Standard and Poor's and others who, who manage that are confident in the New Zealand yeah. economy. Look, you know, we, there's no doubt. We can't, we, can't pay, we can't pay the debt with those assets. We can't pay, you can't use NZ Super to pay the debt. No, but the way we measure what you know the balance sheet of the government looks like will include that. That's what everybody around the world does. But Tim, the point here is that relative to where we thought we'd be, relative to the rest of the world, New Zealand's done well. Did we have to borrow a lot of money to get through COVID? Absolutely. And I stand by those decisions because it's kept New Zealanders in work. It's kept businesses going. Every country in the world had to find a way of dealing with this massive shock. What the accounts yesterday show us is that New Zealand's come through it better than most. All right. Uh, You might not expect me to suggest this, but is there any way you can spare a couple of grand for some better forecasting software for Treasury? (laughs) Uh, Look, you know, forecasting has always been a little bit more of an art than a science, to be frank, and Treasury's not alone in finding it pretty challenging through this period of time to be able to work out exactly what's going to happen. Well, it's not just now, is it? I mean, they they got it wrong in 2020 with the forecast. They got it wrong in 2019, in 2018. Um, They're all over the shop. Look, I think if you if you talked to Treasury, they'd show you the statistics that show that over the course of time, they're about as accurate as anybody else's when it comes to forecasting. And, you know, we had the June quarter numbers for GDP recently where the bank forecasters ranged from 0.4% to 1.7%. So it's pretty tough when things are as volatile as they are right now. Uh, but in, in the full course of history, I think Treasury's forecasts stand up pretty well alongside uh, other, other economic forecasters. What was your reaction to the OCR announcement when you heard it and the fact that they had considered three quarters of a percent? Oh, look, in terms of the actual announcement, the 50 basis point increase, that was very well signalled, and I think most people were expecting it. I think one of the good things, actually, about one of the changes we've made um, to the Reserve Bank over the last few years is we now get the minutes of the Monetary Policy Committee. And so, yeah, it was interesting to hear that they looked at that 75 basis point increase, but ultimately they decided not to do it. I think, again, around the world, central banks are looking at a pretty volatile situation, the prospect of a significant global economic slowdown alongside the high levels of inflation. So there are some tough judgment calls for reserve banks to make. Ultimately, the Reserve Bank in New Zealand stuck with the, the track that they've told us they're on, and you know we'll see what the inflation numbers say in a couple of weeks. Finance Minister Grant Robertson with us at News Talk Zabby. Thank you. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to the parenting hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a shit ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.